0: i was always taught from grandfather father you know uncles all these guys and you know shout out to them because they they played a big role in who i've actually become as well as my mother as well uh, but it was one of those things it's like the first thing you got to do is as a man is you got to take care of your all
1: coming media group Proudly presents
2: Revelations with Cole Johnson. Welcome to Revelations, the place where we communicate truth to power. I'm Cole Johnson, and I am so glad you're able to join us. This host talks dirty. I mean, talks 30. This host also chops it up with two women co-hosts. He also takes a dump critically on networks. Ladies and gentlemen, the co-host of Chopping Up With Q, the co-host of Talking 30 and the co-founder of the Critical Dump Network, a man that is really doing big things. Mr. Quentin Simpson, a.k.a. Q the Great. You're going to enjoy this man because he could talk about many different topics and talk about it with the joy of life. Q is his name and this is his revelation.
0: What's going on, man? Thank you for
2: having me. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. No problem. No problem. All right. Now, I, I've listened to all these shows that I just mentioned, and I'll get to them later. But I want to find out a little more about you. So I mentioned that you're, you're, you're living in Dallas now, but I don't think you grew up there or you spent some time away from there. So where did you grow up?
0: Oh, man. So I came in from a little known spot, which uh, which would be considered football capital of the world. That's right. Uh, Beaumont, Texas. And Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people who don't even live in Texas. Like, what is a Beaumont? (laughs) um, (laughs) Yeah, man. The Golden Triangle area, like about an hour outside of Houston. And, uh, you know, I enjoy that whole little list you read. I almost make it seem like I'm kind of distinguished a little bit. You know, next I need to add a book, a movie director or, you know, something on that list to make it seem like I just got it popping like that.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right. Beaumont.
2: Well, I grew up in Houston. I, for one, definitely know where Beaumont is because I would drive at least twice, maybe three times a year between Houston and New Orleans. And, of course, driving from, from Houston. An our an our east was Beaumont and we would always stop there. My family and I would always stop there and eat. Uh either Denny's or I think it was Shoney's later on. So
0: Yes, yeah, yeah they did. We did have Shoney's. <laughs> Unfortunately <laughs> they got rid of it.
2: No, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, man. it was tragic when it happened. mm Yeah, I bet. I bet. So yeah, I am one of those Texans or former Texans who will not will not say to you, mm, Beaumont. What is Beaumont? Where is it? Yeah, I know. I definitely know. Orange. Yeah, you know, it's all, yeah. Orange, it's Beaumont, cool. and Port Arthur. I'm fully aware oh, of the yeah. Golden Trine. Yeah, fully oh, okay. aware.
1: <laughs> you,
0: know, you know, it's always funny when you get like those uh, quote-unquote uh, bill collectors or people like that. They always say, are you from Beaumont? And I say, where you get Beaumont from? <laughs> you're not even in front. Like, <laughs> I just start saying no just so I can hang up. <laughs> no. Like, no, nah, man, Beaumont. And I think you got the wrong person, man. My bad.
1: <laughs>
2: Beaumont Oh, see, I've never heard that one. That oh, that is beautiful. <laughs> Beaumont, Oh man. So yeah, how was it uh living up in the East Texas Gulf Coast area then for you?
0: Uh boring, man. But no, I mean it it was cool growing up. Um, you know, as a kid. <clears throat> there was you know, it really wasn't too much. You know, you got to hang out with friends, got to do stuff. It's really country. Mm-hmm. So, uh it's nothing to see somebody, you know have horses in their front yard or something like that but it is kind of a, still a growing city mm-hmm. but uh it was you know i enjoyed it a lot of people talk down on beaumont but i enjoy it uh maybe if i get older i may go back but folks be wilding out there now you know dropping i don't know sex tapes and murking folks out i mean there's there's <laughs> a lot going on there now but you know
2: <laughs> oh my gosh uh yeah see it's been a while since i've been to beaumont so i i have to Brief myself up myself on all things there so wow okay
0: oh and that's top, Lamar University <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right well well let's talk about Lamar so you you went there for college, I'm assuming correct
0: yes I, I, I finished out my uh, college tour there yes
2: your college tour now you have to explain what you mean by <laughs> quote college tour close quote
0: oh uh, well okay so when I first got out of school, uh, so I, you know, I graduated high school and the first school I went to was TSU. And, you know, I was kind of going on this thing. Like, I didn't really know where I wanted to be. TSU was cool, but I think when I showed up to class and there was supposed to be 40 people there and there was three of us, I was like, okay, yeah, I don't know if I'm a, I don't know if I'm a finish here, especially first day we had a pajama party. So
1: that's just say, <laughs>
0: <laughs> which I appreciated, but I just kind of knew, okay, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish here it would have been dope if I would have, but you know, <clears throat> but that's also the that time when I was just trying to play ball and I kind of talked to the coaches there and they kind of had this little, I guess, standoffish type of, you know, kind of dismissal thing going. On. And I was like, y'all won one game this year. You better take whoever you can. But <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I did, but so then I wound up going to Blend, uh, in Brenham, oh, Texas, Texas, which is in, the, yeah, that's like smack dab in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, then after that, I went to UH, which I wanted to stay, but then, you know, had my daughter. So, then I moved back to uh, Beaumont and finished at Lamar. <laughs>
2: oh, okay. So, wow. So, you went to Houston because TSU is in Houston, Texas Southern University. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. The reason why I say that is because there's a TSU in Nashville, which is Tennessee State, another HBCU. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so to eliminate confusion for, for some po- folks out there. Yeah. So, Went to Houston, said hello to U of H because I know it's very near there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's right across the street. <laughs> yeah.
2: Then you went to yeah. Then like you said, you went to uh, the Hill Country. That's what they call uh, Blinn and Brenham, and spent many a time there too. And then went back to U of H, and then Lamar. Wow, yeah, you did have an extensive college tour.
1: Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. So you said you had a daughter uh, in in uh, in time that you were in college. And yes. you actually moved back home to do that. So uh, I'm assuming that the daughter that you have now is not the product of what well, you are married, correct?
0: Yes, I am. I, I have. I have been captured. Now I ain't going to say that's messed up.
2: There we go, Q. Endear yourself to the females <laughs> out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you know, married Q? Yeah, I've been captured. Yeah, well, that's perfect.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I am, I'm officially out the game. I just coach now.
2: Mm. Oh, you just coach. Okay. All right. Note to self. Women are hunters in the dating game. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's true. Hey, look. I, I I tell everybody this. Women truly run all aspects of dating and relationships. It's true. I don't know why people don't know this or get this. I said that's how the animal kingdom works. Who works the hardest to impress the other? Mm-hmm. The males. You yeah. have to show your worthiness to be able
2: to be with her. Look, here's... Here, and you... you. Hit a good nugget on that. Here's the real truth on this. If you want to talk with other guys about the worth of the worth of the man, if, if, if he's still 50, 55, 60, and he had no woman in his life, but he just was running through him and plowing through him, mm-hmm. The perception of him is totally different than if he were married and had children in the same ages. It is. I mean, the perception amongst men are that way. So I can imagine with women, how it would be where if, you know, if the, if the value of the man is, is just diminished if he is single versus his value, same guy, but married and a family guy. Just the whole opinion of the guy is totally different. Totally different. So, yeah, the value of a woman on, on a man's life. Yeah, no question. No question. And no question. Yeah, I'll admit. Beyonce wrote a good song and it probably is true. Women do run the world. They do. Because they, they do. They, they run the world because... Like you said, <laughs> what do we what do we have to do? Probably by probably by the time that this interview is over, I'm gonna have to do something for my wife, you know. So, I mean, but it, but it's out of love. I understand yeah. that, and, and 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 that's good. In fact, I wouldn't want it any other way, you know. Because uh, I mean, it, it's a, it's just a beautiful thing. It just, yeah. It's just a beautiful thing. I I just told.
0: Uh... Because I think, I, was I don't even remember who I talk I think I talked to my co host, VJ, about this all the time. And I just like, I say, that's why guys work so, some guys work so hard. <laughs> I say, that's why they trying to build empires and businesses and things like that. Because it'll make my woman love me a little bit more. Or, no. <laughs> or I can get the one I want. You know, it's, that's mm-hmm. how it goes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, I don't care what it is. It, it could be you want, it, you want to be, you, you want to be popping on, on the music scene all for, well, all for some, all for women but <laughs> but it's all yeah. <laughs> for, but it's all to woo a woman to you uh yeah. the businesses that both you and i have started it's all to woo a woman or at least all to actually build on the life that we are having with our women
0: exactly. <laughs> you know and and it's kind of like you even think about this even in the dating scene there was a thing saying uh women do, do things for other women and men do things for women <laughs> I mean,
1: that's, that's how it
2: goes oh yeah oh, i've I've said this too yeah uh, and i think I've, I've borrowed it a little bit from 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 the wifey but you know and when it comes to dress men dress for women women dress for other women i mean it's just it's just how it is yeah. i mean because we as men we don't care about what a woman looks like unless unless they're wearing, wearing dental floss out in public but beyond yeah. that we really don't care just as long well, as they look good.
0: Now, now, if you walk in and she wearing dental floss in the room, you're like, oh, okay, let's do this.
2: Oh, no. If it, no, no, no. <laughs> if, if, if don't. Yeah, if it's a missus wearing <laughs> dental floss in the bedroom, yeah, that's that. Yeah, we're all good to go there. But
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, look, I've been in plenty of times where my woman my wife wanted to do something and my boys wanted to do something. I had to tell her, hey, man, look, check this. So, she she want to do other things. I'm gonna have to get back with y'all, all right? <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. There's times where yeah, there's times you have to do that too, man. It's like, okay, look, fellas, it's great to hang with you, but man, look, wifey's calling. I gotta you know, I gotta take care of home first, man. Yeah. And and, and that's how the and that's how the world runs. It just runs that way.
0: Yeah. And also, you I also even tell those homies out there, you know, don't don't ever get in that uh that guy that's gonna tell you, Oh man, you gonna let her run you man, drop that dude. He don't have your best interest at heart. it's Like, hey man, I gotta go home to her. What you mean?
2: <laughs> mm hmm yeah, and then yeah, you should. Then you probably see five years later. Uh, yeah, what happened to that dude that says, "Look, man, don't, 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 don't yeah, forget, yeah, forget that woman." Yeah, well, how's he five years later? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, but mm.
0: yeah, man. So yeah, I've been married for about ooh, since twenty ten, so seven years. Mm.
2: Well, congratulations, congratulations.
0: Yeah, I, I, okay. I appreciate it, man. She been she uh she been tolerating me this long, so hey, I'm <laughs> I'm just glad that she's done that. <laughs>
2: That. <laughs> oh, Lord. OK, so. All right. So it's the daughter that you have with your wife now or is it with uh, someone else?
0: No, no. So I have uh, I have two daughters, one older, which is the one I referred to when uh, while in school. And I have a younger one, the baby girl, who is six now, which that's who's uh, out with breakfast with her right now as they just left me, but you know, it's all
2: Oh. <laughs> oh, having mommy daughter time. Ain't nothing wrong with that. They got a bond to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what lessons but, did uh, you Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna ask what what lessons did you learn about being a single father?
0: Whew. Uh, man, I learned the importance of having children with the right people and Honestly once I I don't know what it is but with I think it was with most guys, you know, of course they still got those uh, other guys that still don't get it, but you know, I can't speak on them. Mm-hmm. But once you become a father, it's like some menu just like clicks and changes and it's like, Man, I gotta get my life together. I gotta I gotta start doing better. And <laughs> I think that's what happened with me with the with the oldest because now when I did have her I was like, Dang man, I started considering things like, Man, do I have to get married now? Do I have to you know, do we have to be one big family, which I, I try to make things work. It just didn't work out in the end. But those were the things that were going through my mind. And, of course, I was also trying to fight stereotypes as well. I mean, I think a lot of us go through that because you're like, oh, man, another another black, a young black boy who uh, got just random kids out in the world. So I, I dealt with that, too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> it, it's amazing how 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 people. Now look at at, at 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 men who do have children out of wedlock, and it automatically is deadbeat. It automatically yeah. is you're responsible. It automatically is so the mama's running the show, your baby mama's running the show, and you're not. It, it automatically is the case. Yes. You know. So I'm I'm glad to hear that even. And look, I'm not advocating sing. I'm not advocating having children out of wedlock. But if you're going to have that responsibility you have to treat it as one from jump. And I'm glad that you had that switch that clicked and said, okay, well, I'm going to have to focus on my little girl now.
0: Yeah, and I think it had a lot to do with uh, my f- I guess it was just, you know, I was always taught from grandfather, father, you know, uncles, all these guys. And, you know, shout out to them because they they played a big role in who I've actually become as well as my mother as well. Um, but it was one of those things is like the first thing you got to do is as a man is you gotta take care of your own. Mm-hmm. And that, that was instilled in me at early ages. Like no matter what, you always gotta take care of your family. Um, especially your children, because you brought them here. <laughs> so so and that was that was always instilled in me at early ages. So I was like, Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. as they would say where we where we grew up. Yeah, that's some good raising. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, at old school down south, man, you know, it's Yeah,
2: yeah. Can't beat it. Definitely can't beat it. All right, so you graduated from college. You have an, you have your first daughter. Uh, how did the Metroplex come into play in your life?
0: All right, so that was the point, you know, I was done with school. And then, you know, everybody, uh, of course, all my uh, incoming graduates, it'd it, it, it be like this sometimes, but don't ever get discouraged. So that's when you start putting out like millions upon millions of uh, job applications mm. just trying to see who wants you. <laughs> and so... I think at the time I was actually working at the railroad uh, down there, but which it was a you know it was a great gig, but it was also the fact that I was a family man. I I, I pride being with my family more than at work. You know I always want to get the money that I need in order to get what we want and desire or you know need. But I'm also one of those ones like if I make a bunch of money, but I don't have the opportunities or the time to actually see the spoils of my work, I, I'm cool. So I started you know applying more jobs and then uh, opportunity. Came up out here, and mm-hmm. that's that's really what happened. So I came out here, did the interview, and then after that, you know, I wound up getting the job. So we picked up and moved out here to good old Dallas area.
1: Okay,
2: all right, all right. So where in the uh, so where in the Dallas area are you now? Plano, actually. Plano. Oh, man. Okay. One yeah. of the nicest areas in the country. Okay. Nice.
0: Um, yeah. And they, uh, the price is, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. which that's one thing I can say I miss about the, uh, about Beaumont area is, you, you know, you can rent is pretty, i I put it like this, rent is uh, understandable out there. Up mm-hmm. here, though?
1: Yeah. Not so look. much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I explained, I explained the difference between. Well, Houston for sure because Houston's very blue collar too. In Dallas, I see Houston is is very blue collar. Dallas is very white collar, and yeah. and the and you would think that you are in another state.
1: <laughs>
2: Many times, if you did not grow up in Texas, you would think, okay, Dallas is just a different state than Houston is. But yeah. the vibes, you know, it's 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 so night and day. So night and yeah. day.
0: I always tell people, I said, uh, in my opinion, Dallas is the New Yorker of the South.
2: Perfectly described. <laughs> perfectly described. Considering so many Fortune 500 companies are in Dallas, that is perfectly described. Yeah. Yeah. So you like it there? It's
0: it's cool. I, I like it. You know, there's always things to do. There's always family stuff to do. Uh, my wife loves it because, you know, the nightlife or, you know, the opportunities to, you know, shopping opportunities are better <laughs> and all that. I, yeah like i said you know as long as she's happy i'm good i just chill mm-hmm. but it also gave me the opportunity to grow the brand that i wanted to start as well because i uh. didn't start podcasting until i got out here and okay. the dfw area you know audience wise is actually pretty pretty dope so mm-hmm. it you know it actually helped you know i you know especially around that dallas area and even houston parts of houston is dope out there yeah. too so
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and look shout out to both the dallas area and houston area podcasters. Uh, look. look Know many of them. Well, you're hearing one of them now. Much love to both. Much love to both sets. And it's a wonderful segue. Wonderful segue. So, what motivated you to create said podcast network in the critical dump?
0: All right. So, first, The Critical Dump started off as, it started off as just a podcast by itself. And we, what really jump started it, and of course it came out of tragedy, but it was when all the verdicts and all the um, cop shootings and things like that started going on. And when I would listen to, mainstream media and how they were spinning the narrative in a way to where it was like a lot of these guys oh it was you know it was their fault for their own demise and things like that and I said man that's very irresponsible and you know I started just kind of looking into it but then I started looking around and how many people actually fed into that narrative and I was like wow okay Mm -hmm. so I really, it was my buddy, myself, and uh, my uh, best friend, Eric. We started it because it, it was actually a pop-up. He wasn't even aware. I said, hey, man, you, you ready to start that podcast? He's like, oh, yeah, sure, when, right now. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so we just, just jumped right into it, and we just started having conversations about that, conversations about politics and, you know, the what's going on in our social climate and things like that. And then from there... It was one of those things It's like, okay, I wanted to talk about more things, but I also didn't want to confuse the audience who does listen to this podcast. I don't want to confuse them. And also, we start talking about other stuff outside of what we've been introduced to. So that's when I started up uh, chopping it up with Q. And then from there, I was like, well, we got two podcasts on one uh, thing. Let's just go ahead. Maybe we just make a network out of us. Because he also wanted to do. Something more heavy on, you know, political dialogue, maybe stuff that people didn't even notice. So he started Happy Politics. So we got those three as of right now, and mm. the rest. That's just basically how I got jump
2: started. Okay. All right. Nice. Nice. And I, I always love that that title of that podcast, Happy Politics, because normally those two words are oxymoronic when you talk to many people about politics. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> unless you, unless you're actually one of those representative senators or 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 a lobbyist who actually lived the life of one. Happy would not be what you would consider uh, political talk or political scenarios. You just wouldn't think uh, think of it being happy. So I always loved that name. I thought that was really a good one that stood out for me.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I tell everybody, you know, check it out because he actually discussed a lot of stuff that's not really talked about in the mainstream. So like local politics for people or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, local elections and stuff like that. You know, the right. stuff that we don't get to hear unless you're, you know, reading your local newspaper or going on to search for this type of information. So mm-hmm. i yeah. say, yeah, give him a spin.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. So I want to go back to uh, something you said that you said that, uh, well, the critical dump. The network started as a podcast, but it was, sp- it was I guess, gaslighted or green-lighted by an incident. Was it a particular one that made you say, okay, it's time for me to hit record?
0: Yes, it was actually the, uh, I think it was the uh, Alton Sterling. Mm. Oh, wow. It started off there, and then Philando Castile and all that stuff started coming out. So it was interesting on how people were saying that, and it what really brought it up was that without the sterling when they try to bring up oh yeah well seven years ago back in 2009 he served for right. this particular crime and i said what does that have to do with now but right. it's so funny because you know we as people we you know that's we are. a lot of us we feed into certain things especially if it fits what we already think we know so when you have an idea that these particular groups are inherently bad and then you're like oh well yeah back in You know, two thousand five or back in ninety nine, Cole stole those free uh, samples out of Kroger's.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know,
0: and it's like, okay, what what does that have to do with me now? But it's the same thing, like when they did with Trayvon, and Mm -hmm. when they said instead of talking about the situation, they started bringing up his Facebook uh, photos. It's like, oh, you see him? He's posing. You know, shooting the middle finger. And I I was thinking, I was like, "I, I, I did that as a kid. I wasn't a bad kid. I don't think I stayed out of trouble. But yeah. I did stuff like that right. who didn't <laughs>
1: right
2: yeah yeah as a teenager we normally try to test norms that's what teenagers do <laughs> i mean i mean even jesus himself said it in a different way when i was a child i spoke as a child thought as a child reason as a child because i was a child now when i became a man i put away all those childish things exactly we're gonna so, do immature things as children know, so <laughs> ever
0: we every you can think of something right now, and you know yourself, anyone who's listening, you can go back right now and think of a scenario or a situation where you're like, dang that could have put me in prison. Damn, mm-hmm. I could have been in jail for that. I could have gotten in serious trouble for doing X."
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. So,
0: so I, 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 uh,
1: yeah, I, I just, so it, it's fine. No, I'm go,
0: ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, cause no so that's s- when I started looking at things. Like I was like, "Man, okay." Um, we just got to do better with as far as the reporting and sticking to the facts of the situation versus trying to create, you know, destroy someone's image and they can't even defend themselves. But
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's well, see. Here, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. And we're now <laughs> we're now at the one year anniversary month of that event. Oh, I should say of oh, those two events, really. And here it is 12 months later. And we still are feeling the same way, still thinking the same thoughts, still understanding the same things and still having a conversation with ourselves or with our 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 children. OK, you do all these things with law enforcement, but you still have to understand that you may not come home, even if you comply to everything. And that is a real scary thing to say. Yeah. It's a real scary thing to say. You know, I mean, cause I mean, I had my, you know, I had my, my story and I'm so glad that I can tell it. When I was 15, I was walking home from, from high school and all of a sudden two undercovers pull a gun on me and I wasn't armed. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I was fear, I was fearing for my life. And if I didn't see the badges on their, on, on their belts, I would have thought there was just two people just want to stick me up.
0: Yeah. yeah. Some stick up guys.
2: Yeah. You know, but hey, I'm alive to tell it. So I'm happy to say that I was one of those that got away. But man, and I always think of this when every every time I hear these events, every time I hear a Philandro Castile or Alton Sterling or Terrence Crutcher or even Trayvon Martin yeah. and many others, man, what if that were to be me or when I had my children? What will that? What would that? I hope that does not happen to my son. I hope life proceeds itself and grows to a place where this is not a concern but i know it will be
0: yeah i mean that's that's my thing is like especially when that whole thing with uh tamir rice happened and then with, with the way people were talking i said "I it is one of those things it's like I i stopped being friends with a guy i ain't gonna say i stopped he, he stopped talking speaking with me on facebook because After that whole event went on, he was like, well, he pulled the gun on the I said, no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. He said, even if that was his mindset, if that's what you want to say, there was not enough time. I said, if you look at the video, the the cop car didn't even come to a complete stop. That was a (laughs) drive-by. But the fact of it is that instead of asking why was that the approach, why wasn't the situation kind of talked down or anything like that, it was just shoot first, we'll ask the questions later. I'll say I was afraid because that's been the narrative the whole time. I was scared. I was afraid. So my thing is like if you are that fearful, you don't need to be there. That that's, you don't need to be there. That's not your job. That's not your yeah. calling. But
1: yeah.
2: It's funny though. The uh, we hear we hear that police are supposed to protect and serve. So mm-hmm. normally the 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 position of a servant is not to do harm. It's to, you know, protect, to make sure things are are running the way it's supposed to run. You're supposed to be the last place where harm should be generated from. Exactly. But like you said, if you're going to be and it was well said, if you if you're going to be infused with fear, well, well why are you in a uniform? Why are you protecting and serving? And I'm saying this from the position of two of my best friends are in law enforcement and I've had this conversation with both of them and they'd say to me, "I know that wouldn't be me because I know how I would handle myself in those situations." You know, it would not be to shoot first and ask questions later it would be because well i know there's bad elements but i know how to protect myself one in bad elements and two i know how to make sure that that person's restrained until my life is threatened now if my life is threatened that's different but yeah but if my life isn't threatened especially if especially if i know that these situations i'm talking about unarmed people then they wouldn't die because i know saving a life and having a life it continue to exist, that's more important than having a body count on my gun. I mean, yeah
0: I, yes, this is true. And, uh, you know, it's a sad thing. Um, you know, I I, I kind of go over in my mind, and I just, I, I, I guess I consider myself a, I ain't going to say a philosopher. I, I like to say I'm a philosopher, but I ain't there yet. But, you know, I just kind of go over in my mind. is like, why? Why, why is the fear there? And because I think those are the questions that you got to ask. It's like, why is it? That when these situations do happen, there is a lot less empathy or concern overall. Like I can say overall, but there's a large collective that will feel said way. Uh, mm-hmm. Or even if you want to just say those 10 jurors felt that way in this disaster. Right. Um, even the guy that then they just I think they wound to try somebody else, too. And it mm-hmm. also ended in another uh, mistrial. Mm hmm. Uh, so my th- that's my question is like why do you feel that the claims of being fearful or the claims of these different things why do you say okay yeah that's true yeah so yeah, and- i don't know I just, you just got to investigate that type of stuff because i think i don't know man <laughs> like, <laughs> i'll go ahead and talk yeah. i don't know <laughs> yeah
2: i I would love to have the answer to that too i don't <laughs> and that that's one of the reasons why i love your vehicle uh and the first time I actually got a chance to hear you was actually, shout out to D Murph. It okay. was uh it was in his flavoring Tube uh uh episode that you that you were guesting on and I said, Okay, well let me let me see what what's going on with this brother. And then I listened to a chopping it up with Q episode and I think one I can't remember which one I listened to first, but it happened to be an incident like this, and I can't remember if it was I think it was, I think it was Terrence Crutcher, I believe.
0: And. Okay, Dan, yes. yeah.
2: Yeah. Dan in, uh, down in Tulsa. Yeah. Dan Oklahoma, Right. And I was, I was so, ta- I was so taken aback in a good way by how you and your, your, your panel, because <laughs> I don't know if I would call them co hosts until I would say, unless, unless I'm referring to VJ, but it seemed like it was you <laughs> and a panel. <laughs> We're talking all these different issues. I mean, issues, you know, issues such as, police brutality, issues such as Black Lives Matter, issues such as shade uh, moisture, <laughs> issues such as many women and the dialogue between them. And I found the fact that you had this open platform with this variety of guests and the variety of topics to all mesh interesting. So I- explain how you I'll, I'll get to VJ in a minute, but how, explain how you molded Chopping up with Q and how it was supposed to go
0: oh well actually it's supposed to be in a relationship podcast because <laughs> I think um, <laughs> the first episode of that one was I think that one was the title can we really be friends and that was just a dialogue of can men and women actually be friends mm-hmm. like really right. unless you know of course I always say you know if there's no level of attractiveness there or attraction there then yeah it's easy but you know if you're opportunity because i'll put it like this a lot of men and a lot of guys unfortunately ladies are opportunistic. i don't like her but if opportunity comes up i might (laughs) and i just go about my business it's terrible I, i did that a lot as a young man but it was just kind of go over these things because like i said we've had a lot of issues throughout especially i don't i like to cover a lot of black issues but i like to also cover things universally as well so i think there is a communication uh, miscommunication between men and women and things like that and how men perceive a situation versus how some women may perceive it and that's how it's supposed to start and then you know other things came up and as far as you know what's going on in the world or hey what's going on in black business you know is black business a real thing do we what do we give it a real real chance to thrive you know that type of it's like the Shea moisture episode hmm I think I brought up the question. It was like, I think a lot of these businesses feel this the same thing on how we may feel on a lower level. And hey, you know, if I'm now having people outside of my group pay attention to me, I really made it. Yeah. And, you know, and you know, it's not a knock on anybody. I get it, but and I try to say that. I said, but and I also even asked the question. I said, Are we less forgiving for black businesses versus anybody else? So like Shay Morrison did what they did. I understand why they did it. Maybe the way they went about it probably could have been different. But you've seen so many people say, I'm done with them," And I was like, well, why is that? Why are you so quick to to say, okay, screw them, I'm out. But we go back to Walmart every time as much as we hate the place.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that we actually got a chance to see what happened with Shea Moisture. Because (laughs) here it is, 2017, and we still have to wrestle with the understanding of if it's white, it's right. But if it's black, you got to step back. And you would think that that philosophy would be long gone and buried. But seeing that it, it makes you understand it's not, it's not. And, and they could have still, if they wanted to have a broader market, they didn't have to completely, completely dump on your, your base customer.
0: Exactly. And I think that's where a lot of people really had the issue. Cause I'm like, I'm not saying I don't, don't brand to white as well. No, hey, look, get your bread, but yeah. don't dis and I guess don't um, alienate the people mm-hmm. your base. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, do that. <laughs> it's kind of like if you are, oh, yeah, if you got a sports podcast, but you know, I want to talk other things, but you know, if I know my base is sports, I'm not going to just abandon sports. <laughs> I'm gonna do a little bit of both, or right. I'm gonna introduce a different product as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly, which is what I'm doing. So. <laughs> exactly there, there you go see? <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah so uh, I guess I, I, I took I took that lesson from uh, Shane moisture and I'm applying it in the opposite direction there you go <laughs> 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 all right so uh, then it makes plenty of sense of how I've 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 heard the progression of your show to now and uh, it will see it is you've now will it down to two co-hosts uh, Kayla yes, and VJ uh, now, uh, now yeah now I'm not as well versed with Kayla, so explain to me your 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 chemistry with her.
0: Well, so Kayla was actually my first um lady co host and how I met up with her was there was a point where I was doing you know, I had other people on there at one point, but you know, we had a lot of you know, all the other people that were on they were real busy, like my man, you know, Kevin mm-hmm. or uh Pitt, which is his uh his rap, he is a aspiring hip hop artist and he also does cartoons on YouTube. You can check him out on uh, was it Pitt TV? Mm-hmm. Uh, so P I T T TV. So he been, you know, trying to expand that brand as well. And then I had a uh, my other be- uh, lady best friend from our uh, high school. She was on, but you know, she with her work, she been having a lot of scheduling issues and things like that too. So I was yeah. like, okay, I really need because I was like, I can't be on here talking. You know, relation. You know, anything relationship related, and it's just a bunch of guys. This is gonna sound like we hella good.
2: <laughs> so.
1: Oh lord, oh god, I, I can, I can
2: already, I could already hear the, uh, the, 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 the bump leading into you.
1: <laughs> if, if that were the
2: case, of all guys, well, welcome to chopping it up with you, where it's all about what men think about relationships. <laughs> Exactly. Here's your <laughs> host cute uh, i could and i, I could to, and i could totally hear the the 70s pimp music in the background <laughs> or if you were, or, or if you remember crazy sexy cool the uh the track that played when uh whenever the each each of the uh <laughs> whenever T, uh, T-Boss, Chili and Left Eye were actually introducing their characters
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so yeah yeah if you did that i could totally picture that but i'm sorry
0: <laughs> oh man <laughs> which I would get destroyed all day, every day on Twitter <laughs> and in the comment section. Oh, you just mad because see, I, I didn't want to deal with that. So oh, yeah. I was like, OK, I need another uh, I need another, a woman on here uh-huh. who can also give dialogue from the other side because I wanted to be open. I want everybody to be able to express both sides of, you know, of the equation. Mm-hmm. So I actually met Kayla through Twitter and it was actually through a Good Morning Beautiful podcast, the uh, brief. I think I sent out a tweet and they actually shared the tweet and Kayla got it and we started communicating and I was like, hey, let's give it a try. And you know, she she stuck in and then VJ, same thing. I met on Twitter just th- uh, mostly through trolling. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, me and her we uh, and. The first time I had her on was when I did a him was a him versus her episode with uh, myself, Jay from Just Say Words, BJ, and um, Autumn from We Got the Jazz podcast. So we did that whole thing of, you know, men desires versus women, why we have a disconnect, what do women want from us, what do we want from, you know, that type of stuff. Which I got to do another one of those, uh, by the way. But it was, and then, you know, it was pretty because I was like, oh, well, she's dope. So I asked her, I said, would you want to come on again? And no, 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 that's not what happened. I'm sorry. We actually did a crossover with uh crystal clear podcast. And she was basically talking about how, she, you know, she wanted more opportunities to be able to kind of express herself on the mic. And I said, well, Hey, if you want to come on yeah. mine, come on. <laughs> and that's how that got started. Now it's yeah. like a sister to mine.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And wonderful segue because I didn't, I didn't, because I heard some of those episodes before I think it was when, uh, when you were on uh why not sports with D Murph and Big Roy when when I when I heard you two then, I said, Oh my gosh, if they were to ever if if they were to ever want to take this even further, if this is the direction they wanted to go, I was actually seeing how you and VJ would be very similar in this space to how Michael Michael Smith and Jamel Hill are with his and her slash Sports Center Six. The, okay. the the chemistry is just there. I'm like, oh wow I mean, it it almost as if it almost as if it was you all have known each other longer than just a few months, or longer than just you know, just the chemistry is just is there. And I was going to ask how did that happen, but you explained you explained it to me. The chemistry that I hear on on the air was <laughs> it was it, it was forged in Twitter. So yes. so you trolled her on Twitter and you troll her on your show. So that makes plenty of sense. <laughs> Of course <laughs> that makes oh play. yeah all right so how is it to how how was how it to when you actually honed in on what you wanted with your show and with vj how is it to now uh connect with her because the chemistry that you have with her is amazing
0: oh right, i appreciate it. well me and her we talk basically like every day almost it seems like um uh, so yeah we we'll either message each other on twitter a lot uh sharing stories back you know jokes and Especially, they had that one gift. I shared with and it. it was hilarious. I don't know if you got to see it. It was on Twitter. So, they had like, it was a cop that broke in this room. And it was like, he broke in the room with his gun up. And then all of a sudden, there was like 10 armed guys with like AKs and masks on. Oh, no. And the cop kind of looked and he bends down to pick the door back up and put it back in place and leave. And I said, <laughs> <"This is> Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we do stuff like that back and forth. We'll uh, get on the phone with each other back and forth. It's like I, I only got to actually meet her in person once because, mm-hmm. you know, she stays in a, about two and a half hours away from me. Yeah. So it, it was just one of those things is just, it kind of just happened organically. And, you know, she I appreciate her because she actually helped make the show really what it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's such a noticeable Such a noticeable difference when you actually, and it was similar, I I, I swear to you, it's similar to what I saw with the trajectory of uh, Numbers Never Lie with uh, Michael Smith. You know, he ran through different co-hosts and once Jamel Hill got into the mix, it seemed that the, the brand just crystallized. And then, of course, they changed to his and hers and now they're on ESPN. I was seeing the same, I'm seeing the same type of feel with you two. And I'm like, okay, it, it's almost to the point where now it's not necessarily a show starring you. It it, it seems like to me it's a, it's a show that has you in it and it has a show that equally has Vijay in it. And, yeah. and what impresses me about the both of you is that you seem to have found a partner where you guys, I can throw a politics topic at you. You can wax poetic on it. I can throw a history topic at you and you can wax poetic at it. I got to throw a sports topic at you and you can wax poetic on it. And, and, and both of you would not be lost in the room. Both of you wouldn't look at me and say, what the heck is he asking me this for? I have no idea about this, <laughs> but you two don't have that, that. You two don't have that. You two have the ability of, okay, throw a topic at me and we're going to tell you what we think because we have an understanding of what you're throwing at us. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. brilliant
0: actually funny because you know she's a she's an ex-athlete she, you know she mm-hmm. was in cheerleading for ex you know all through high school she was in volleyball basketball all that stuff so a lot of the even in like a lot of the thoughts and stuff like that me and her we kind of have some of the same opinions on certain things same thoughts and of course we always challenge each other too because um mm-hmm. i'll intentionally like i said when i get in my trolling, i'll intentionally be contrary just because why not mm-hmm. <laughs> and
2: she'll do the same and it, you mm-hmm. know it works though and yeah. Yeah, it does. It does work, uh, and I love how she takes. It because normally, if you were to throw this at at some other women, they would look at you and say, "Okay, he's mean spirited. Forget you. I'm gone." Mm-hmm. But she she takes it and throws it right back at you, and I love that. I, lo- I love how sometimes she takes it back, and th- takes it and throws it back at you, and other times she just it's like, "Okay, there. This is my time to actually be the comic foil." Okay, yeah. <laughs> and rolls with it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, I mean, just to that finite detail, I'm like, man, these two are brilliant. These two <laughs> these two make each other. They're still going to make each other grow, grow, and grow even further in this game. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. All right. All right. And then when I found out where she lived, I'm thinking, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I got many questions just on geography alone for
1: her.
0: So, <laughs> Hey, man, I can't wait till me and her can get in the same room. I'm <laughs> it's gonna oh, be gosh. like we did it once when we did one episode with D Murph on uh, Why Not Sports, uh, mm-hmm. but when we actually can do one of our podcasts in the same room, I think it's gonna be pretty dope.
1: Which, I believe it uh, will. It, be.
0: Which even then, that was another reason I changed the logo. Like um, I had a different mm-hmm. logo for the show, and I told her I said I want to change the logo, and they were at first they were like, you know why? And I said, well, I want to highlight it's not just me, but mm-hmm. me as well as you all. Mm-hmm. Because you know I'm not a selfish dude or anything. I don't want people just to automatically assume. I'm like, nah, y'all, y'all gonna get just as much as credit as I get.
2: Yeah, and and that that's what makes you a phenomenal guy. I mean, just just the fact that here you are. This is your platform, but you're you're making it open. And you and and it's, well, I gave credit to her to be a comic foil. You do the same thing, <laughs> whenever whenever someone you respect or 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 really admire throws that back at you. You take it, you laugh at it, and you roll on it, too, with being the comic foil saying, okay, well, yeah, this is my time to be the joke. Okay, no problem. Yeah.
1: And yeah, it's you great. To,
0: <laughs> but you got you to learn to laugh at you. You got to learn to, you know, I understand, you know, in this environment that we're in, I, I get it. But I mm-hmm. love comedy. I'm yeah. not a comedian. I just tell jokes. But mm-hmm. I look at it like, in my opinion, a comedy, yeah, I'm going to be the butt of the joke sometimes. It's cool. I mean, we. I don't uh, know. Uh, how, how old are you, if, I, if you don't mind me asking? No, I don't mind. Forty-four. Okay, forty-four. So you you kind of still kind of understand the uh, the era of like the dozens or you know throwing jokes at each other left and right. It's not you know it's not personal, but you your mama jokes and things like that. Yeah, we throw that out there, and you know people used to laugh it off. Now now you got to do a cease and desist, or you know you got to do a public <laughs> apology. And it's like,
1: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah.
2: You remember the you remember the 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 comment that you would hear from the old folks. Uh, look, you've been shot for less. Uh, people have been shot for less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. N- yeah. Now that's now that's starting to be the less because you're right. <laughs> it, yeah. What it does is it was like, okay, well, yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Mm, okay. And you just okay. shrug it off and go forward. Yeah. Now. Yeah. If the jokes get real bad, uh, I <laughs> lead's going to fly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I guess it was kind of like hip hop because, you know, I guess it was our form of battle rapping because, you know, battle mm-hmm. rap, you used to go this in and it talk, just talk about them. It wasn't personal, but, you know, it's also so you can stay on your toes lyrically. Mm -hmm. But you do that now, you're a bully. And, and you know, that's that's a whole other subject, though. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, shifting gears just a bit. Explain to me the concept of. Uh, Talking 30. I know it's a T. I know it's a T. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Talking 30. What what, was the concept about that and uh, how did it come about? All right, so as, talking I, 30, as I pick up, as I pick up the embarrassment from the ground.
0: Oh okay, no problem, man. It happens. <laughs> no, so uh, so like talking thirty. It is I, I. I tell people it's similar to a show you would have gotten on. Uh, I guess you could say uh, Sirius XM, Foxhole, that type of stuff. You know, it, I, I kind of it. It's similar to maybe Speedy's Comedy Corner or the Jamie Foxx show that was on Foxhole, but. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot of different things there as well. You know, we talk basically life as we know it up, you know, to 30. I just recently turned 30 and my other, um, my other co-host and all that, they're in their 30. Um, so we kind of talk about life up until that point. So it's like, man, you know, we've learned a lot up until 30 from what we were able to learn. And we're just kind of really just discussing that. So like even the last episode, we talked about things like loyalty. Is loyalty a real thing or is it just a, sounds good? And mm-hmm. I think I put it out there. It was like, you know, people are really, a lot of people are only loyal because you're doing what, you, what they, what you, you're doing what they want you to do. Now, if you want to see how loyal they are, stop doing that and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's like, you know, I used to make the joke, yeah, I'm faithful to my wife, but she cut me off. I don't know what's going to happen. But, <laughs> know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you know but it, you know it's all joking but that's how a lot of people think so it's like yeah she's doing what i wanted to do that's cool all right but as soon as they get cut off ah, now i gotta do my own thing same thing on the flip side you may have i said you know if you stop taking care of home somebody else gonna come in and do it and that's where the loyalties go so yep. we, we just talked about that we talked about um a couple of different things so those type of topics and how it really got started was you know Next step above podcasting is radio. So Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I always had a, I always wanted to do radio, but I was like, I don't know about doing that full time because, you know, entertainment or media is very finicky. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't want to end up like Funk Flex out here crying, talking about some stuff that Pac did back in, you know, 95, (laughs) because you're still trying to remain relevant. So but what happened was I got with my uh, buddy of mine out here, Dronimo from uh, Drinking Partners, who has a, you know the podcast out here, mm-hmm. and he wanted to do the same. Like, he was like, "Yeah, I want to you know get into this radio thing and stuff like that." Yeah, because uh, he felt podcasting is kind of oversaturated. And I was like, "Okay, i feel that. I I just enjoy it." But so we here we got together, kind of worked on a concept. We were like, "Okay, we're going to need a uh, same thing. We're going to need a woman on this too. We can't just be us two going back to back. <laughs> so we're going to need um, some female presence there." Mm-hmm. So that's when he got with his uh his cousin, uh, picture perfect Ashley Nicole, and she came on, and then from there we started like practicing at the house, and then when May hit, we jumped
1: into it.
2: Mm. Wow. So yeah, uh, and I've heard a little bit of it. Yeah, talking thirty. Ugh, my brain. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I heard a little bit of it, and it di- it did harken back to things I've heard from the foxhole. I'm thinking, oh, okay, similar vibe, but with with a focus more on. Like you said, sort of the 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 Stevie Wonder "I Wish" ish type of vibe. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah it, you know, this stuff was good when I was this age, or this stuff was this stuff when I was doing it then was great. Now that I had the experience of living, I don't think it's so great now. Yeah, it, it's really interesting. It's it it's an interesting show. And when I first saw it, I said, okay, I want to see where this goes because I'm interested to to, to see if it's one of those. One of those get off my lawn type of shows. <laughs> 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 or or if it's a, you know, it it was it you know, it was great. Look, our our time in the sun is still not over. <laughs> we we still yeah. shine it out here, but it's great and we're gonna show you why it's great. How what we learned then is making us better now. And that's the vibe I'm feeling.
0: And and that's where we're going on because uh I know we had discussions like what what would be our our uh, demographic on that i said Duh, we're going to get a, a lot of younger people because especially because he has a segment on there called uh now that i'm older i said that's mm-hmm. for people who are younger than that
2: yes <laughs> and yes, yes. you
0: know we different things like i learned not to take things too serious or i learned mm-hmm. not to do this and that type of stuff and that's mm-hmm. just because we're talking about from experience up right. to that point mm-hmm. so that's for people who are coming up who are there now and if they hear that, they're like, okay, I, I see where they're coming from. I get it. Because, yeah. like you said, we're we're uh, we're young. <laughs> we do all kinds of stuff, do stuff, say stuff, you know. Because it's 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 satisfying short term, but you know, at the time we just don't know better, right? Or we just don't care, whichever one, <laughs> yeah.
2: mm-hmm. or a combination of both. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, when I when I saw that at first, I was thinking, okay, I want to see where this vehicle goes, and that's that's a, that's where I'm seeing it heading, and. I'm loving it. I'm thinking, man, this is a great vehicle because it's going to do two things at the same time. One, it's going to make you all authority figures on a certain subject matter. And two, it's going to help the community because it is going to actually speak to younger people and say, okay, well, I guess what I'm going through now isn't so bad. If here are these guys, three people who are in their 30s who lived it and they seem to be doing better, well, then I can I can maneuver. So that gives me hope that that's a great thing. That's a great vehicle.
0: Yeah. I appreciate it, hey, man. Well, hey, pass it on. Uh, we're on Mondays, uh, eight to 10 central standard time. <laughs>
2: there you go. There
0: yeah. you go. Yeah. We'll, we'll cent- try to get more. We'll try to get more YouTube videos out there as well, but you know, yeah, yeah, uh, scheduling conflicts.
2: <laughs> yeah. I understand, that's Monday, nine in New York, Monday, six in LA. There you go. There All you right. <laughs> Man, I look, I could talk to you. Well, I'm so glad I can talk to someone about so many different topics and, and just keep the and keep it all going, man. It it was a thrill talking with you and I could talk with you further, but I'm going to have to wrap this up, man. And it pains okay. me to wrap it up. But before I do go, <laughs> before I do go, I have to ask these questions in your life. What has been your biggest regret or biggest lesson learned?
0: Uh, Don't mess with crazy women. no no but um i think one of the biggest things is understanding i guess understanding when someone really really has your back because you know you got so many people who would come in your life and they will tell you they have your best interests at heart but their actions always says different so pay more attention to what people do versus what they say that's that's one thing Mm -hmm. um and i think that's what really helped me be who i am because I i say we all been through bad relationships and we all were told one thing or another within those but then you go back you like yeah it could have been true because you said this but did this so Mm -hmm. that will have to be one thing um never give up on anything that's achievable um yeah i mean because you know there's a difference between your you know having dreams is great yeah but you also Mm got to make sure your dream is realmed in reality because you know wow Yeah, that's that's the only thing I would say. That's a hard thing to deal with, but you know, we all have to come to that realization. So if it's achievable, work for it. Mm
2: -hmm. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's that's something I got to write for myself. That's a good one. That is a good one. All right. What is your biggest accomplishment you've ever had?
0: I would say uh, being a father. That's actually one. Of, like I say that's also helped shape me who I am because it's the idea that someone looks up to you regardless of you know all your faults, all the shortcomings and things like that. I think that's very it's humbling because you're like, dang, man, I'm like I'm like my daughter's biggest. You well, know, She's like my biggest fan. And I'm like, why? <laughs> you know, but mm. knowing that and understanding that and I'm like, you know, it's great, you know the fact that somebody just looks up to you just because you haven't done anything to impress them. you They are not looking for you to do too much, but they just really want to be
2: under you genuinely. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's very few things I've heard. I'm not a father yet, but there's very few things I've heard that, that top that very few. And I mean, I'm like maybe one or two, <laughs> one or two <laughs> fingers on a hand. That's how many things that I have heard that are, probably more important than that but nothing else compares from what I've heard and I look forward to that day where I can say the same
0: it's, uh, it's life, it is life changing I'll say that you know it's
2: yeah yeah and that, I hear that too I hear that it alters your life for the good most part most, for the most usually
0: part. Yeah. yeah like I said unless you, you deal with some of them uh, crazy folks where you like oh man why did I have to do this no, right. do this with you <laughs> I've been <Right>. there <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's another reason i got to have you back so I can have all those tales that you have of, okay, uh, this woman that I didn't, that I shouldn't have uh, dated, but I did anyway because my stupid mind just wanted to go there. Oh, yeah. yeah I got to have you back for that.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, we, all been, <laughs> we all been in that situation where it's like, man, I know I shouldn't have been with that person next, but she was bad, though.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man, the way she walks across the flow. Mm, yeah. Okay. Nope. No, all right. No. All right. Elevator don't raise to the top floor, but man, the junk in the trunk. Yeah. Been there. (laughs) (laughs) Been there. Been there. All right. All right, man. So this is the time where I will put forth to you if you have any parting shots or any words of wisdom, like you haven't passed any along already, but I allow you to have whatever is on your mind or heart right now. and You can get it off your chest. The floor is yours.
0: Oh, man, oh, pressure.
1: But not, you know. <laughs>
0: but yeah, I mean, one, I just want to say thank you for even having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, for all those people who do want to check out any of the shows or anything like that, go to Spreaker.com. Just look up the TCD Media Network. Every last show is there. I even put the Talking 30 show backlogged on there as well. But make sure to catch that on the After Party Radio on Mondays you know, 8 to 10. But as far as, like, words of wisdom, I guess it would be things like sometimes, you know, don't take one, of course, like we said, you know, actions versus words. Sometimes you just got to chill and not take things as serious. Not everything's meant to be a rah-rah moment, which I get. I'm working on that, too. We had that discussion, like, with Joe Budden and that whole situation with Migos, and I was like, you know what? I, I, I have a little Joe Budden in me because I'm one of those ones if I feel disrespected. We're going to have some problems. But <laughs> but I would say you got to kind of pick your battles in certain situations. That's another thing we have issues. So you can't fight the world. You, mm. you, that, if you fight, you'll be fighting for a long time. But you got to kind of pick and choose when I think is the best time to go ahead, put forth an attack or to challenge something. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have for right now is just and have fun. Have fun with life. You know, that's one of the other
2: Yeah, we can't go wrong with that. Have fun with life, yeah, and definitely, yeah, and definitely don't take all things so seriously, yeah, yeah. That that makes sense. That makes plenty of sense. And I am gonna enjoy when this is when this is released. This is gonna be something special, all right, ladies and gentlemen. The, the co-founder of the Critical Dump Network, the co-host of Chopping Up a Q, the co-host of Talking Thirty, and many more things coming to your. <laughs> ipod android phone and computer near you q mr quentin simpson q thank you so much man it was so great to quote chop it up close quote with you
0: oh hey man i appreciate it oh one last podcast is uh to check out is the pod panel with uh myself the john effect podcast miss jackie and andrew westmoreland i know i'm, I'm almost everywhere just don't call me the steve harvey or podcast I ain't, I ain't slow like him but <laughs>
2: well yeah as long as you don't get that uh <laughs> As long yeah, you don't say- fake, as you get the fake, long as you get the fake hot top fade, you're good.
0: Oh man, I mean, yeah, we're not going there. <laughs> the <whole> <laughs>
1: There's a point where you got to let it go, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thanks, man. Oh
0: man, no problem. Appreciate it.
2: You know, I listened to his background that he played football in college, that he started this network, that he can talk about business and sports and culture. And politics and this well-roundedness that I remember my mother keep harping upon me when I was younger, but I couldn't grasp. I see that in him. And actually, I see that in one of his co-hosts, too. And it adds a tapestry of richness that very few people really grasp and hold on to. It's that limitless power that we as human beings all should have strived to be. And Q just has it all in him and all over him. The word says train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Well, apparently his parents taught him to embrace many different things in life because you never know when you need to have that information dispensed upon somebody. Plus, you just never know who you'll help with what you know. Many thanks to Quentin or Q for his appearance on Revelations. I totally appreciate him and hopefully I will get a chance to talk to him again in the near future. For changing the world, one conversation at a time, I'm Cole Johnson, and this is Revelations. For more of Revelations, go to PIPPA, spelled P-I-P-P-A dot I-O.